Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. My guest today is raw food athletic dancer, actress, and model Tanya Kay. She's a 25-year vegetarian, 15-year vegan, and six years raw. Welcome, Tanya. Hi, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Glad you could take the time to do this. I I know you're busy. You've got all kinds of things going on your schedule. I do. uh, Recently, especially with the fall coming, I I guess this is the time to move. Well, I guess, but it seems like I'm able to catch everybody now. It's like, oh no, they're available now. I can, you can talk to them now. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'm getting a lot of people now. Well, one of the most exciting things that just happened mm-hmm. in in my life in this fall Zoom is I booked a lead role in an all vegan feature film, <gasps> and I know oh I'm, it's called Bold Native. And I'm auditioning out here all the time. I'm an actress. I'm in Hollywood. And I go for films, you know, that I don't agree with. Sometimes I go for commercials that, you know, I'm like, I can't believe I would be selling this product. Nothing I don't, (laughs) you know, if I I disagree too much, I just won't go to the audition. But if... uh, if it's just something that's, you know, on the border, I'm like, this is a job and this is my job. Uh-huh. And I'm auditioning all the time. And this audition, I cannot believe it, is for a legitimate feature film that is an all-vegan production. The film, um, the script, which is very good, I've read over and over again, it features the lives of a few people in the animal liberation front. Wow! So it's it, they're down with the cause, and I booked the lead role in it, and it's the comedic role. So I'll get to play, I'll get to play, you know, somebody with great big huge energy, which I don't know any people like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Well, congratulations! That's exciting. Thank you, thank you. I think you're the first person I've told. Well, in about a week, you're going to be telling a lot of people. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, really <laughs> getting out there. You're welcome. Um, so let me let's let, let's go back a bit in the life of Tanya K. First of all, why do you call yourself Creature? That's cute. Oh, well, that was a nickname that I was actually given by multiple friends. Uh, coincidentally, I've been called Creature and. I was like, what is a creature? Because I feel like I'm a creature, and I've come up with, it's a cute monster. It's like a monster, but it's totally cute. <laughs> so you can't, you can't hate a monster too much when it's super cute. That's me. <laughs> 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 but also, I mean, the, the, the name really stuck when I got uh, hired to do the Who Wants to Be a Superhero mm-hmm reality show. It was a Stanley slash sci-fi production and you bring your own character. You just write your own superhero character, in which mine was Creature, the fruit-eating superhero. So she gains her superpowers through through eating fruit. And um, I, I got on the show and now I'm officially Creature. I go to conventions and I sign autographs and I have pictures and things made of me as being Creature. I'm like, this feels so right. The fruit-eating superhero. This is what I'm doing in my real life. Oh, know? that's sweet. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. you at the Raw Spirit Festival. We didn't get a chance to chit-chat. Yeah. How did you it enjoy was, that? It was awesome. Wasn't it? It was beautiful. It was so professionally put together, and everything was really clean. You know, I go to Expo West out here mm-hmm. in Anaheim, which is a huge natural foods. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, convention. <laughs> it's real natural. Really cool. <laughs> right. And it kind of felt like the Expo West of the raw world. Uh-huh. It was just everybody getting together and presenting it in a very uh, clean and business formal manner. But on, on the other hand, if you were there to just party down, there was stage after stage of, you know, poetry and music and hippies dancing everywhere and, you know, people getting crazy on raw food. Yeah, you pretty much had choices, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there were also some parties. Let me see. I went to one party on Thursday night. I heard there were two parties, a durian party and a chocolate party on Friday night. I missed that one. And then Saturday night, somebody else had a party. Oh, it was a dance party Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, I went dancing on Friday night, like full out, full out. All these raw fooders were sweating so much in the dance club, and their clothes were coming off, and you know, <laughs> And I, I'm just going to say, like, a paradox in my life. Last weekend, I go to the L.A. County Fair to mm-hmm. see one of my favorite bands. This is a massive fair. It's, you know, not exactly in the city. It's a little bit outside of Los Angeles right. in a smaller part. But lots of people come there. And I, I hate to say it, but even the young people walking around, I'd say 70% or more of the people I saw were obese. And I'm no judgment on any individual. No, just the facts. Just the facts. It's true. It's surprising. And when I was on tour with Panic at the Disco, um, we played Madison Square Garden. We performed Madison Square Garden two nights in a row, sold out. And most of the um, audience members are teenagers. I'd say females between uh, 12 and 20. And they, too, were, there's a phenomenon. There's like an epidemic going on. When I was young, I don't remember all my friends being obese or Mm -hmm. chubby or fat. But it was nice to be at the Raw Spirit Festival and be at this dance party and all these clothes are coming off. And, and, you know, they're lean, raw bodies, and the sweat doesn't smell bad, even though I know people aren't wearing their deodorant. You know what I mean? It's just nice. (laughs) It's so nice, and it's massively growing. And six years ago when I got into the scene, it was way smaller than it is today. There were a couple raw restaurants back then, and not that raw restaurants really define a scene, but it does say socially what's happening. And when you see them popping up all over the place, you know there's a demand. Mm-hmm. And now there's, I mean, there's over 70, I'd say, raw restaurants or raw-friendly restaurants in the U.S., and, and that's just one way of saying this is how big this is getting. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, now, wait a minute, 25-year vegetarian, so that would, let me add, 15 years raw vegan, 25, that's 40, and then six years raw. So are we <laughs> talking consecutive here? So you're <laughs> 46 no, they years overlap. Old. <laughs> okay. They overlap. So, like, 25 years vegetarian, 15 of which were vegan, and the last six we're raw. I'm just messing with you. Because <laughs> I've seen you and I said, if this woman's 46, she's amazing. <laughs> I look good for my age. You look darn good, girl. <laughs> I, I look good for any age. Hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what got you started eating raw in the first place? Well, you know, obviously you transitioned. So where did that start? You know, um, there were a, a lot of things that led up to it. And essentially, at the end of it, the big impetus was I had decided to go off of my medications for manic depression that I had been on for seven years. I had decided to go medication-free for the third time, by the way, in my life. 
And this time, um, while I was doing it, the thing that was different this time when I was going off my meds was that I had learned about the raw diet, um, and I'll tell you how I learned about it. And I had been kind of looking into it for about a year, and I thought, you know, this is the next step for health. And what I want to do is not just get off medications. I want to get healthy. Mm -hmm. I just plain want to get healthy. And so since I've never been an adult at that point, um, medication-free, I really don't know what my flat line is, like my zero. Mm -hmm. I don't know what normal is for me. I just know medicated, Tanya. That's all I know. And so I decided to give myself the best flat line possible. Now, what I expected to happen was I'd get a little healthier on the raw food diet, and then I'd go off my meds, and things would go crazy again, but they wouldn't go quite as bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd be able to make it through, but instead what happened was <laughs> I went raw, and I got a lot healthier, and in fact, well, most of my symptoms I now see were really due to, like, the medications I was putting in my body and the foods that I was putting in my body and all these things that just needed a way out. And the way they find their way out in me is mood swing, dramatic, dangerous mood swing. Yeah, I know those. <laughs> yeah, so I guess what happened is I just kind of got healthy. So did you have other problems besides depression? Were you eating a lot of sugar? At the time, I was eating. I was eating what a, a whole food raw vegan. I, I mean, a whole food cooked vegan eats. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of whole pastas. If it had, I did have a little. I, my diet wasn't bad. I grew out of my garden in the summers. I'd can for the winter, but I did still eat a lot of uh, whole wheat pastas or, you know, soy freaking. You know, whole food and <laughs> texturized vegetable protein all over the place. Oh, that would make you crazy right there. So, yeah, because it's MSG. Yeah, and by the way, I just want to shout out there, I was also on birth control. Oh, yes. I was on antibiotics as well, and now, standing back, I'm like, of course I was having a hard time. But everybody experiences stress, and these things are all stress on the body. Everybody experiences their symptoms to stress differently. And I just feel like if you take away the stress... You're doing a lot better. I mean, parents, they don't want their kids to get pregnant, so they put them on birth control early or something. And I don't think that's really a great idea. Screwing with the hormones at all, especially at a young age, this is just asking for trouble. And there's viable, there's huge alternatives out there that have the same effective effectiveness Effectiveness. Effectiveness. <laughs> Effectivity. <laughs> effectiveness. They have the same effectiveness without any hormone intervention. And I just feel like, you know, sometimes we're so trapped inside the system, we don't look out and go, wow, the natural way is the better way. And it's so much cheaper and so much easier and, and so much more rewarding. Okay. With that, we'll be right back. This is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. In case you haven't heard the second edition of my book, how could you not hear? If you've heard this show, you know my second, uh, the second edition of my book, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, based on the raw food lifestyle, is now out as a beautiful soft cover with four color photos and as an ebook. I've added more recipes and two new sections: one about health properties of the ingredients in the book, and 138 common health conditions and potential natural relief using the recipes in the book. 
I guarantee a container of smoothies every day will change your life. Now, remember, surrender to the blender for optimal health. Please take the time to check out my websites, revelations.com. That's with two B's and two L's, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook, 10 Most Asked Questions About Raw Foods, find out about my teleclasses, and my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and Smoothies and Smoothies for Life. To find my podcast, including this one, remember, revel.com. That's with two V's and two L's. My guest today is raw food athletic dancer, actress, model, and humorist, Tanya Kay. Hi, Revel. <laughs> Hi, Tanya. Uh, we were just talking about birth control pills, and off the air, she went, she continued on talking, and I said, yeah. we need to get this on the air. Uh, you were taking um, the birth control pills. How long were you on those? Oh, I'd say probably the whole seven years that I was also medicated. Okay, and then no? you had Depo-Provera? Oh, yeah. The seven years was a combination of both Depo-Provera and birth control pills. And how did that so, affect you? It, well, it's hard to say because <laughs> the Depo-Provera, if you look at the symptoms, uh, so the side effects, of Depo-Provera, they say that you probably will get acne. But I was pretty young when I started taking Depo-Provera and birth control in general. And so I was kind of going through acne anyway. You know what I mean? Like young people do. Uh And so I didn't really think to blame it on the side effects of Depo-Provera. But sure enough, one of the awful things that I experienced for too long in my life was this bad acne. I kind of was ashamed of the way I looked, actually. And so then, because I had bad acne, I would take antibiotics to clear up that acne. And so I was on antibiotics for about six years. And yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that sounds like a toxic waste dump. Yeah, and it's just a cycle. I was taking birth control to not get pregnant, but it caused acne. And then I was taking antibiotics to clear up the acne when, indeed, when I went off the birth control and I went off the antibiotics and I went off the medications that I was on, my skin cleared up perfectly. I never had acne in the first place. There's nothing wrong with my skin at all. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you you mentioned that there's alternatives to BC pills. What, What would you suggest? Oh, um, I would definitely suggest this little computer. It's called the Baby Comp or the Lady Comp. Um, one is more expensive than the other. It's the best $300 investment you'll ever make because it's a lifelong thing. It has a 99% effectiveness rate, which wow. is the, the same as birth control pills. So basically, if you just do this the right way, just like taking a birth control pill the right way, you won't get pregnant. And there's and no side effects or anything? No, it's it's completely uninvasive. It's kind of like combining the basal body temperature method with thousands and thousands of other women's data. So it's a computer that essentially you wake up in the morning and within the first three hours, the same three hours kind of every day, there's a nice gentle alarm clock if you need to get up, you know, within mm-hmm. the same three hours with help, you take your body temperature with this little, you know, thermometer that's connected to the product, and you kind of type in if you're menstruating or not. Mm -hmm. And it collects data, and it collects data from you, and I'd say at about one and a half months, you start getting green lights. And the green lights are like, go ahead and have sex. You're not going to get pregnant because there's no way you're not ovulating. It does not give you a green light if it's unsure. So it takes 
probably three to five months for you to actually build up the data that this machine knows you well enough to give you solid green lights for every day that you are completely okay to not get pregnant having sex. And then about five days a month, you get a red light eventually. And the red light says, don't have sex or use contraception if you don't want to get pregnant at this time. Of course, neither of those deal with uh, sexually transmitted diseases, right? you know, but that we're just talking about getting pregnant here. And it's amazing. You just take your temperature and then it tells you red or green. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I wish they had yeah. that when I was, I did 13 years on the pill. Oh. Oh, yeah, 13. So when, oh, when, when you got off all this stuff, did yeah. you go through a detox? Yes, I did. And the doctor tried to tell me I was going off my medication specifically. And this is one of the reasons that I was able to go off the medications. Um, my psychologist said, I won't see you. Um, my support group said, don't do it. You'll go crazy. My boyfriend at the time said, I'll break up with you if you go off meds. And I was like, okay, then it's on. That means, <laughs> that means I have to go off meds and I have to succeed. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I prove any of them right, then I'm not successful. I have to go off these meds and I have to, I have to be well. I really have to figure this out. And that was the moment where I was really in love with being well more than I was in love with being sick. Mm-hmm. And you really get to examine your psychology and be like, why have I been keeping myself sick all this time? Why have I been so in love with what's wrong with me instead of what's right with me? What'd you and come up with? I want to know the answers. What'd you come there's up with? so many. There's so many answers. Come I on, mean, give us a couple because people don't understand. The, the, there's people who are sick and they don't understand there's benefits to being sick. Yeah. I mean, for example, in the relationship, mm-hmm. I'm just going to speak of one of the aspects. Sure. One of the reasons that I was sick in the relationship, um, well, for example, is outlined exactly by his, his rebuttal of me going off meds. He was like, if you go off meds, I'm breaking up with you. So obviously there was something in this relationship that we related to each other through my um, mental instability and his either taking care of me or refusing me during mm-hmm. those times. So it was a way for us to communicate. And if I didn't have that mental instability, how would we communicate? Right. I wouldn't need him to take care of me, and I wouldn't need him to tell me when I've gone too far. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was addicted to to that relationship. I really wanted to be in that relationship for whatever reason. Yeah. And when I saw outside of it, I was like, wait, the relationship's keeping me sick then it was okay that I get better and he break up with me for going off of meds. For example, that's just one. Mm-hmm. Did you have to find out who you were being healthy? Was, I, and was, that, was there like a transition stage? Like you didn't know who you were because you were so used to being ill? Yeah, and you know, um, also the doctors, they tell you, the ones that prescribe you the meds, mm-hmm. especially with manic depression, that it's not a curable disease. Mm-hmm. They tell you it's not curable, it's just a brain chemistry thing, and any time, if you go off the meds, you will go back, you will, um, you'll go back to the way you were, mm-hmm. and you'll relapse, essentially, and so that did already happen to me twice, so I believed that it would happen again, and the doctors are telling me that I'm going to fail because it's out of, it's out of my control. It's just brain chemistry is what they're telling me, but I decided, here's a little way I worked with brain chemistry, that it's not relapse, it's withdrawal. So at the other, at the end of the tunnel, 
there is light with withdrawal. If you make it through a withdrawal, which is the worst time in your life, if you make it through getting off those meds, you never have to go back again. But with relapse, you go off the meds and and you're going to come back because you need the meds. So I just decided that all the symptoms I was feeling as I went off the medications were the medications coming out of my body. And that can be true or that can not, not be true. It was one of the darkest points of my life. It was a hard, hard transition. It took about six months for me to genuinely start going, yes, this is the right decision. Yes, I'm feeling better than I've ever felt before. Yes, now I'm a raw fooder. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want our listeners to know this, that things don't happen. They're, they're in such a rush. And it's like, well, I'm eating raw now and I feel worse than I did before. Yeah. And they don't understand detox very often, depending on what you've been on previously, how you've eaten previously, can take months. And then you think you're through it and it'll hit you again in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, six years now, I think it's time to do a gallbladder cleanse Mm -hmm. because I think a whole life of eating a certain way will just make deposits, and a lot of them will just find their way out naturally as you become healthier and healthier, but at a certain point, you reach homeostasis again, and my raw life is feeling pretty good, and my skin looks good, and I'm athletic, and I'm happy, and whatever, but maybe a couple of those things didn't really find their way out, and so that's when the cleansing process becomes useful. I know a lot of raw fooders in their second year become obsessed with cleansing as a kind of a way to get high or kind of a way to keep finding out um, how deep it can go. And I just kind of want to, like, encourage everybody to take it really slow because you've got your lifetime to be raw. And naturally, the longer you listen to your body, you'll know when you need a cleanse and you'll kind of know what you need to cleanse. There's no real reason to do a cleanse just because... Somebody said it's popular and they lost some weight doing it. Thank you. That's just not a good reason to (laughs) do a cleanse. (laughs) Cleansing is way too hard on your body. It is is stress on your body itself. It may feel good once you break through and you've been fasting for five days. You may feel good, but really that's kind of like... It's not a, a, a sustainable feel-good. It's really stress. So only do it if you have to is what I say. Just every day live as clean as possible and then listen. Yeah, we'll come to back to this uh, in our next segment. Don't go away. Hi, this is Revel. We're back. This segment of Rock and Radio is sponsored by MyPodcastExpert.com, where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars so you can learn how to do what I do for a minimal cost. You'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed. If you want to get your name out there as an expert in your field, create and sell product, meet great people, and just have fun, please check out MyPodcastExpert.com and tell them you heard about them from Revel on Rock and Radio. Uh, check out Twitter slash rockin' radio, cafepress.com slash revelations. Got some great shirts, bags, the uh, caps, fun things with um, all kinds of fruity things on there. <laughs> MySpace.com slash rockin' radio. I'm all over the place doing these, uh, what do we call them? Social media stuff. Anyway, my guest today, Tanya K. Um, we're having a great time. I want to give you her website, Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A-K-A-Y.com. One word, Tanya K.com. She's got a lot of products. Um, that's the only place you can buy them. You can't buy them through me. 
that's not good. No. <laughs> I need to support my business here, Tanya. <laughs> well, you can carry my products if you want to. Oh, well, that's fun. I, I, want, I want the affiliate link. <laughs> I'm a small timer. I, for my for my business, I perform. <laughs> there you go, and that's and why this I have is what you. I do solely for my community, solely for the community. So I end up doing a lot of what I do as community service. I just volunteer and and do. In fact, I'm speaking next week at, at an eco store out in Venice, and like it's just for fun. It's just to meet people and get faces on all the raw fooders or raw raw enthusiasts out there and just know. Well, know you know what? Fun. And when, if you're around, we should have you come for our next meetup and speak. We had um, uh, Tim Van Orden on my last meetup. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> and Tim, and I love Tim. So, yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I would love it. Tim was a sweetheart, or he is a sweetheart. He was just, he just went on for two hours. Wow. <laughs> I had to finally tell people, go home. Time to go. Go home. Anyway, on your website, TanyaK.com, you have a saying, kill your television and make something, think something, be something instead. I love that. (laughs) Ironic ironic that I make television, that I perform often on television. (laughs) But really, the the biggest thing that has altered my life at, I guess, uh, my teenage years, my mid-teens, I had this revelation. I was watching my family watch television, and I didn't really feel like I was a part of what was going on, even though we were all sitting in the living room watching television. Mm-hmm. And it was just this click. At that moment, I was like, I'm not watching TV anymore, and I haven't watched it since. And that decision has changed my life probably more than raw food, honestly. If, if I could gift somebody something, it would be to turn off the television, because from there, all these thoughts, open up and what you really want to do with your time and you, um, you know, um, television is created for marketing and advertising and advertising relies on making you feel a lack and suggesting a product to fill that lack. So the lack might be my teeth aren't white enough or I'm too bloated. Maybe I need a prescription or I, I, I have a car, but it's not that car. Like there's a lack in my life and it could be filled with this product and it's, compulsive the consumer is a, is compulsive and television is is made to do that so as soon as i turned off the television i noticed i felt a lot better about the way i look about the way i feel about my position my self identity i just felt better about myself and that allowed me to look around and be like oh i'm pointing it out now i'm like marketing is there and i'm not buying into it and and the system is saying do this and i'm not buying into it and that's what made me able to eat raw food. It's like, oh, shoot, the system says eat the frosted cornflakes, and I'm not buying into that anymore. Yeah, and then eat the frosted cornflakes, make yourself sick, and then take some of their prescription drugs to handle the symptoms of of the sickness. Yeah, and spend the last 10 years of your life miserable and unable to move and and causing your, your family, like, financial concern, take putting you in a home or something. No, I'm going to, I'm going to like dance until I'm 140 and then I'm just going to pop off. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, how do you feel about superfoods? Are they like a big thing in your life? Um, or what people call superfoods? I'm more, I'm more of a naturalist, Mm -hmm. but here there's so many ways to eat raw food. And I acknowledge that food has huge effects and 
one of the effects could be, you know, brain chemistry or, or it could be getting you high. And those superfoods are great for those two things. Like, they really get you high and they really amp you up. They're really stimulating. Um, but as far as making me feel good when, I, when I'm eating to just feel my best, no, I stay local organic from the farmer's market. I just eat food that grew from the ground where I'm from. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes people are now taking some of that stimulating stuff to replace the stuff they used to take as stimulants. Yeah. And I think that it hits the uh, adrenals just as badly, and this is this is just my opinion. But anyway, um, when before we had this uh, conversation, I had put it up on Twitter, and uh, somebody emailed and or uh, directed uh, direct, uh, what do they call it? DM'd me anyway. It says, I love Tanya. She's an amazing woman. She returned not long ago from an elephant sanctuary and slept in a hut with a gigantic spider. Eek. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's true. I did. I did um, conservation work in Thailand. Um, I've always been a big traveler, but as soon as I learned the word volunteer tourism, now my traveling has changed forever. This experience in Thailand, I volunteered uh, doing elephant conservation work, and this was an elephant rescue park, and we actually got to work hands-on with these amazing, ancient, intelligent, social, complex creatures. So big, so big. Their heart weighs 70 pounds. Ouch. Now, alone. It's like, it's so awe-inspiring, and it amazes me that I'm an animal that's worshiping another animal. That says something. Like, this animal is worshipped by other animals. It's amazing. And um, even now, I'm planning my next uh, elephant conservation project in Africa, this time working with wild wild elephants. So how, how does that work? Do you have to pay to go there and, and volunteer? Or, or? Yeah, essentially, uh, in most cases, the exchange rate is pretty good because you're going to, you know, places where elephants live, which is sometimes third world countries or un- underdeveloped areas. And, um, yeah, you pay a nominal amount for the people to house you mm-hmm. and feed you. Okay. And so I think that equaled that total is about $350 a week over in Thailand, and you get three big old vegan meals a day, and you get to, you know, work your butt off at the park building fences and repairing huts and teaching at the village school and taking care of the elephants, and you also get your housing which is, you know, simple. It's a hut. You know, there's no screens on the window. You get a mosquito net to sleep under, but who cares? That's what you're there to do. That there is you what go. you're there to do. Yeah. Tanya, what have, you, what have you not done in your life that you want to do? I want to learn to play the drum kit. I want a drum kit, and I want to be proficient at playing the drums. Um, I definitely want to do every elephant conservation uh, project out there. I want to travel the world relating to the species. I want to get my black belt in martial arts. I just started martial arts, wushu. Wushu. Yeah, I want to get my black belt and become like the weapons expert. That'd be really fun. (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun to see you on stage with some weapons. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I I throw knives now and I do bull whips and I spin fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I do. I love weapons already, but I kind of want, you know, a traditional weapon method if I can. Mm -hmm. And I'd also just like to remain open so that whatever comes my way for the rest of my life is is available. The more I plan things, the more limited my reality becomes. So 
So in, in the next 30 seconds, uh, tell us what you've got coming up in your, coming in your way. Oh, besides booking that lead comedic role in the feature film, yes, I just released an ebook that I'm really excited about. Uh, check it out. It's a month nutritional analysis of my diet, of what I actually eat as an athlete in the raw vegan uh, world. Oh, and we break it. We break it down scientifically. That's available through my website, and I, I add all sorts of inspirational uh, writing. So that's great, and. Um, I'm, spe- I'm presenting at the Raw Games this November in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I heard about them, and they'd invited me, and I, I haven't followed up on that. I should do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It looks like a good time. And basically, you know, just uh, keep auditioning. I'm appearing on the We Can Solve It Climate Change uh, national commercial right now, so you can see that. And um, I, don't yeah, watch t- I don't watch television. Good. <laughs> good. I hope you never see it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in I'm in National Geographic for that same same thing right now on page twenty five, September issue. And Get Fresh magazine just ran a full page feature on me, um, in this issue, current issue. And uh yeah, just some modeling work here and there. Uh Nike, I modeled for Nike, though I don't you know, buy that company. I accepted their funds. Mm-hmm. They promoted me, and so I did some modeling for Nike, which is a good gig to get, I guess. And um, where else? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things offhand. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Go to Tanya's website, tanyak.com. And she doesn't have to try and remember all the things she's doing. She sounds very busy. You sound very busy. All right. Hold on. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air, except Tanya Kay. If you would like to advertise mm-hmm. on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.